New on CuriosityStream, Darwin's theory of evolution, a scientific breakthrough, but 1920s Tennessee wasn't ready for it. It became the Bible versus evolution. Followed a heated trial that changed American education forever on Monkey in the Middle. And it's the country's deadliest highway. There were something like 178 accidents in a 10-year period. Don't miss the most dangerous road in America. Watch now on CuriosityStream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com. A friend of mine recommended a dating website for me to check out, which isn't too unusual. However, the site he told me about was clearly a joke. It was a site to date monsters, or at least, that's how he put it. He gave me the website address and told me it was only up for 7 minutes and 7 seconds after midnight. I rolled my eyes at him and put the information away in the back of my mind in case I got bored one day. Recently, I got very bored and was unable to sleep. Scrolling through my social media trying to find anything new, I sighed wondering if there was something a bit more interesting I could do. The website came to mind. I mean, why not? If it was real, it was clearly a prank website that could entertain me for a few minutes. I waited for the clock to hit midnight and I easily found the site. It looked like one from the early 2000s. Blocky scrolling bars and a clunky mouse. The front page had a few profiles of the top creatures in demand. From what I could see of the photos, the top sellers looked like they were wearing animal ears. This was a really poorly made joke. I hit my screenshot key to show my friends, but nothing happened. I guess some sites put a block on that sort of thing. I really didn't know much about website building to think otherwise. It would take me longer than 7 minutes to fill out the form or pick out a monster I wanted to request a date with. I saw a randomized button at the top of the screen. Hovering over it for a few moments, I clicked it. It brought me to a page that was simple compared to the rest. Instead of picking out a creature, you could have one sent to you. The site would tell you a day and time. The creatures of the site would be able to pick if they wanted to go out, so it wasn't truly random on both ends. The human just didn't know what they would get. There was no form, so I just hit the button and waited. I doubted anything would happen. This was a joke site after all, right? The screen turned black and I started to feel a little bit of fear creep up my spine. I was almost angry at myself for feeling like that. It was just a simple website. I was about to close it when text and an image came on screen. Alex Hawthorne, Wednesday, 10pm, location below. I took a small inhale of a surprised breath when I saw a photo of a park I knew. Not only did this site somehow pull my name, it also found a photo of a location close by where I lived. This was stressful. I felt as if my computer just got a virus. I closed the site and ran a virus scanner. Just to be safe, I reset my passwords and the most important sites, hoping the fake dating site didn't install something that could spy on what I was doing. Only time would tell if I was tricked out of my life savings or not. It wasn't, as if I had a lot, so it wouldn't be a huge loss. I would give my friend an earful the next time I saw him for telling me about this damn site. As the days passed, I started to think about it. Surely it wasn't real, right? They weren't going to send someone all dressed up wearing a mask trying to pass themselves off as a creature for whatever desperate soul signed up for the date, right? It got to the point where I could no longer think of anything else. 
I was done work and very close by the park. The least I could do was take a peek to see if anyone was waiting, no matter how silly I felt about it. This might be a setup to rob me, but I still started down the park pathway, my phone in hand ready to call for help if needed. Someone was waiting for me. A tall man stood under a park light, looking around as if expecting someone. I froze, unable to decide if I should go near. When he spotted me and gave a wave in my direction, I could never figure out what motivated me to go over to him. Normally I would never do such a thing, but that night I found my feet moving on their own. He looked to be about a foot taller than me, middle-aged with salt and pepper hair, cut short and styled back. He was wearing a long wool coat that looked like it would fit into an old-fashioned European crime drama. His eyes were a bright blue, but I could not see the rest of his face. Half of it was covered by a grey cloth that went around his entire head. It was tied to a gold chain and looked like a dancer's veil. He looked like he was smiling at me, but with the cloth covering his face, it was hard to tell. You're Alex, right? Here. We're told this makes a good impression. When I stopped a few steps from him, he took out a rose from his coat pocket and held it out for me. I didn't move to take it. This whole thing was weird. He looked human and not at all what I expected. This is a joke, right? I asked slowly, not feeling right about the whole thing. It's up to you to decide what you believe. If you want to think this is some sort of scam, you are free to walk away. However, the website will keep sending you monsters until you finish a date with one, he explained, rose still towards me. I don't remember agreeing to that. It's in the fine print. I stared him down trying to figure out what to do. He was a stranger after all, and I still didn't believe in the whole monster dating website thing. But I had nothing better to do that night, and he was acting friendly enough. I took the rose from him, and his eyes turned up in a smile. How do you know my name? I asked still feeling weird about the whole thing. It's easy to find out. You must be uncomfortable not knowing mine if I know yours. I go by Poppy. I raised an eyebrow. That was not a name I would expect for him. Then again, none of this was really going as expected. So, uh, you're not human, right? Got anything special under your cloth of yours? His eyes looked like they were smiling again, but this time I got a chill from it. He took the edge of the cloth and lifted a fraction. I couldn't see what was hidden under it, and my brain screamed at me. I didn't want to find out. It was such a strange reaction I needed to take a step back. It seems as if you do not wish to know. No matter. Come along. I shall buy you food. It's a step of completing the date so you can go back home sooner. I was still freaked out, but I followed behind him. I was led to a well-lit main street with stores still open. If he wanted me to go to a dark street, I would have left. Turning to face me, Poppy handed me some money. Regrettably, I cannot go inside. You shall need to buy your dinner. I do not need anything, so feel free to choose whatever you like. There was a few fast food places on the street and within walking distance. He gave me more than enough for one meal, and I again wondered what I got myself into. I could have just walked away with the money, but I started to feel a bit curious over what a date with a monster would be. I picked the first place and got a meal to go. Poppy waited outside for me and gave me another friendly wave when I came out, as if I didn't know where I left him. Damn it, this guy was a little endearing. 
I almost wanted to believe in the whole monster thing. Would you like to eat in the park? He offered. The park entrance had a few tables for people, and it was right across the street from the police station. Overall, a very safe spot to sit and eat with a stranger, even if it was at night. I agreed and followed him again. We picked out a table that looked clean enough. I wasn't too hungry, so I picked away at my fries from the bag. So, if you don't eat fast food, what do you eat? People? Puppies? I asked, looking over at him. He sat across from me and thought about my question for a moment. I eat people's worries, he said finally. I paused, well aware I was giving him a look. Here I was trying to believe him and he came out with this weirdness. Okay, I'll bite. How does that work? To put it better, I eat the causes of people's worries. It's like a monkey's paw thing. He raised a hand that was covered in a white glove to emphasize the point. Let's say you're worried about a job interview coming up. I eat those worries and there, no more job interview. Another example is if you're worried about your daughter's grades. You can see where I'm going with that. I ate a few more fries and closed the bag. I did see where he was going. Can't be worried about a daughter if you don't have one. I should have left after that, but I felt as if I was having deja vu. As if I've heard this before. But that was impossible because I've never seen Poppy before that night. Do you warn people before you ruin their lives? Like, be careful what you wish for kind of deal? I asked, and found my voice was shaking a little. Hmm, uh, not often. I do tend to stress about how there is no going back, but I do believe you already know of all of this. My body tensed up. This man no longer appeared charming. His blue eyes bore into mine until I needed to look away. I've never met him, and yet he was acting as if I had. My mouth became dry, but I didn't dare move to get a drink. I haven't... I started, but couldn't finish my statement. Haven't what? Ever met me before? Haven't requested my assistance? Alex, I recognized you after all these years. That is why I chose you when your name came up. I never expected to actually follow through with a silly dating site, and yet... Here we both are. My body started to tremble as I sat listening to him. I didn't believe a word of it. I couldn't. I just couldn't. This whole thing had gone too far. My arms started to ache in a phantom pain that I thought was long gone. Poppy was still sitting on the other side of the table, but it felt as if his form was getting bigger. The light surrounding him slowly fading, until it was just his blue eyes in the darkness narrowed, staring at me. I shook my head, trying to wake myself up or anything to get me away from him. If we have never met, then tell me why do you wear long sleeves all the time? His hand reached over and grabbed my wrist. My stomach turned and I weakly tried to pull my arm away. His voice changed to something deep and threatening, almost as if he was enjoying this. When I did not respond, he went on. If we have never met, then tell me how you got these burns and where is the man who caused them? I couldn't take his looming dark form. My stomach finally gave up. I shot out of my seat and thankfully a garbage bin was only a few steps away. I got sick from fear and stress. When I finally looked back up, Poppy returned to normal. He sat silently waiting for me. As much as I wanted to leave, this man gave me a reason to stay. 
He was dragging up memories I worked so hard to forget. What? What happened before? How did we meet? My voice was hoarse and I sounded terrible. He waited until I sat down and took small sips of my drink. We met when you were a child. You asked me to deal with your father. The burns are from him, I believe. I nodded as the memories came back, but very hazy. I haven't thought of my father in years, but I remembered how he was always drunk. On his mean days, he used my arms as an ashtray. I couldn't even remember his face. However, he did worse things to your little sister. Poppy's tone was low, as if he was disgusted by what he just dragged back to the surface. My stomach nearly lost the few sips of soda I had when that terrible truth came back. What that man did was evil. Beyond evil. I could never remember if he did the same things to me. I only knew the horrible things he had done to my sister, who was five years younger. I clutched at my shirt, feeling as if I was going to explode in anger. My sister never mentioned this, and I prayed she forgotten it all, just like I had. Why? Why did you show up again? Why did you need to remind me? I asked through tears, thinking Poppy was very cruel in that moment. He was a monster, after all. I am aware of how you must feel, but this may be better hearing it all now from me than what is going to happen shortly. I have a vague sight when it comes to worries of the future. Back then you were a child who still had some care for a father that was so... Monstrous? I cannot burden you with his death. He's been in prison all this time. Your sister's memories shall never return because I devoured them. You requested some of yours to be saved in case he ever returned. My head shot up and I felt dizzy. How could he get out of jail? And if he did, what would he do to us? Would he leave us alone and go after some other children? I knew deep down he would never stop. There was nothing good in him, and I wished Poppy talked my child's self into ending it back then. Is he... I asked, unable to really speak. Yes, either by escaping or by the legal system. He's going to be out of his prison in the next month or so. I placed my head into my hands, unable to handle all the information I was just given. It all felt too much of a coincidence of checking out the website and Poppy remembering my name. I suppose stranger things happened. I didn't remember Poppy in my past, only faint memories of the same conversation about the monkey paw. When I finally raised my head, Poppy was looking at me, his eyes crinkled in a smile. Does your father being out of prison worry you? His calm tone chilled my blood. Without any hesitation, he offered me a help only he could give. After what my sister went through, I didn't dwell on my answer. I knew at the moment he asked. Yes. It worries me a lot. I felt a weight come off my shoulders when he nodded, accepting my answer. He let me calm down and stood signaling the so-called date was finished. I just wanted to get home as soon as possible. I gathered up the bag of food and the rose, but didn't leave yet. Unfortunately, the ones who made the website thinks a date is finished if you both kiss. Poppy announced, and I looked at him dumbfounded. Now you're just messing with me. He shook his head, cloth fluttering and crossed over his heart. I did not want to kiss. Well, whatever was under his cloth. 
but he did mention the website would keep sending monsters until one date was done. If I didn't go through with this, who knew what else would show up the next time? It shall only be on the forehead. Do not worry. Alright, well, that was a bit better. At least something I could agree to. No matter how embarrassing it was. I got myself ready to get this over with and closed my eyes. Poppy only took a second to place what I felt like a normal kiss on my forehead and backed away a few steps. Somewhere in the back of my mind, another memory was trying to worm its way through my thoughts. I thought when I was younger, I had asked to see what was under his cloth and he showed me. I couldn't remember what he looked like, but I felt it was frightening, but in a way that heights could be frightening or venomous animals. I almost asked him if I could see it again, but decided against it. There you are. I shall take care of your problem. No need to ever see me again. Uh, we could... I started feeling my face flush. We, we could meet again, if you want. He looked down at me, his eyes narrowed but in a kinder way than before. I would like that. Maybe someday. Without giving me any way of contacting him again, he gave me a wave and left. I stayed in the park watching where he went before turning around to head back home. The rose I kept was the only proof of my first and only blind date. A month later, my mother called me. It was something serious, judging by her tone. My father tried to escape prison that day. He was shot, and she wanted to tell me, feeling it would be better for the news to come from her and not some other source. I told her how I felt about him for the first time, and we spoke for a while, something I never thought I would be able to do. I found myself not worrying about speaking with her, and we finally had a real conversation. New on Curiosity Stream, grab your lab goggles. We're out to find the world's coolest, loudest, and most in-your-face experiments. Wow, <laughs> that's impressive. See how hands-on science can change our everyday lives on oddly satisfying science. Plus, from goats to guard dogs, here's surprising stories about the creatures that brought humanity to the next level. It's animals that changed history. Watch now on Curiosity Stream. Annual plans are $20, just $1.67 a month. Visit CuriosityStream.com.